Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. We are back after a short break. I was uh, knocked out last week from my booster shot, so we didn't get to record. But everybody, please go get your booster shots. Or you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm not even going to say please. I'm going to tell you. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to uh-huh. demand everyone. You get vaccinated, get your booster shots. This is not negotiable, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're back with episode 100. Yeah, the big wow. 100. That's a, a landmark. I, I didn't really prepare anything special or anything for that, but worth oh, noting. See, the true, the true oh, I thought of... we would all finally be getting our checks on episode 100. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> is it, is it all that? We're, we're... Where's it, all it, that it, Japan where, money? Where's all that VRV money from us for Levels this show, Legend of the Galactic Heroes? VRV was um, as uh, as uh, you, you know, as you um, can hear on you know the uh, <laughs> the Legend of the Galactic Heroes, to... the podcast about the legendary 1988 science fiction OVA. Oh, takes man. time to you know process the money and um, and then once we pay you your administrative fees and all that. Yeah, you know, um, we got to pay. I got to pay all the expenses. The blog. Expenses, oh yeah, of course, and, clearly, yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll get there, uh, but uh, but yeah, no. Everybody, give yourself a pat on the back, and we did it. Thank you for everybody out there listening. If you, if, um, you count, if you do count Legend of Lawyer Heroes, we hit 100 a while ago. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> but as far as as far I've as the Glorio well chat, over yeah, yes, yes, um, that is probably more the thing to think <laughs> about. It is crazy too, because like. You know, we're bi-weekly, so 100 episodes is like, we're starting to push like four years Don't or something. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty we crazy. It used to be now. bi-weekly. Remember, we, we only switched to bi-weekly with Glorio Heroes, or didn't we? It was, I feel like the modern era as we know the Glorio chat mm-hmm. was always bi-weekly. At least that's, I feel like I that's. I genuinely don't remember. That's, yes. that's what I remember. Yeah, the. The right. the, it was the reboot. Just, Let's fit Glorio in, Glory Heroes in between the gaps. Yes, yes. Well, you, well, yes. You guys during that time period were doing it every week. Oh yeah, we were recording weekly. Yeah, yeah. we were. We were. And if you it. combine what what is Glorio Heroes like thirty something? Thirty something, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That sounds a lot. about right. Uh, what? Well, how many episodes per? Like three episodes per uh, per pod, uh-huh. and then uh, four uh, post season uh-huh. uh, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> podcasts. Yeah, so it's some, like, something like in the 30s. Yeah. yeah. So that's a lot of uh, a lot of content there. So, yeah. wow. you know, if you, if you need something to listen to in the waiting room when you're getting your booster shot, there you go. Um <laughs> I mean, don't forget we've done other stuff too. You know, we've done we did the Evangelion podcast. We've yes. also done, you know, the occasional impromptu let's talk about uh this kung fu movie we just watched podcasts. Uh, you know. Yes. It's, uh, I, I I still want to do more of those. And fans are waiting for your Thunderbolt Fantasy-specific oh, podcast. You know, I... Thank you for bringing that up, Artemis. I feel like... Maybe we should. <laughs> I feel like I'm the asshole in this fucking crew who's always like, Yeah, let's just do a new podcast. I'm just gonna say it out loud in... <laughs> for posterity that, yes, we'll definitely do, like, oh, Glorio Bolt Fantasy or... Legend of the Glorio Heroes Gaiden. You know, oh, we still man. have Galactic oh, Heroes Gaiden man. sitting over there, guys. Oof. We <laughs> Yeah. Just think so, of all the all the new content we could record. 
certainly uh, a lot more episodes to come in the future here. So, um, all right. Uh, we do have anime to talk about. <laughs> also, also introductions. Uh, yes. Before we get into that, we'll introduce everybody. So, I'm Jell. I am joined by Iro. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. Uh, I'm joined by G. You know, now that I actually, like, hmm, I'm trying to, like, do the math in my head. Like, Iro's definitely been in over a hundred podcasts. You probably Dude, have as well. I, 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 I have as well. Heroes. Yeah, you, you've been on like 99.9% of the the Glorio Chat reboot episodes. Now I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Oh, wait, no, you hosted the Evangelion podcast, so that probably pops it over 100. I was going to say, like, by the barest of technicality, which has Jell technically, like, appeared in over 100 podcasts, and then I realized, yeah, all right, actually, you throw in the Glory Heroes guest appearances and hosting the Evangelion podcast. Yeah. And probably also, you, you want to toss in, if we really want to go down memory lane, the, the Fooly Cooly Impromptu podcast. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, then, <laughs> yeah. Well over 100, I guess. <laughs> um. Yeah. And, and the, the reboot, I've, I mean, there's only we only did one episode where I didn't host on the reboot. I think. I right? guess. I guess I thought there was for some reason I thought there was three, but I think you're right. It's just one where. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. So. It's a lot of lot of episodes. <laughs> one way, I, any way you look at it, I guess. But. Uh, all right. Well, and uh, we're also joined uh, by Artemis. Hey, I've I, so I've been in like maybe, I'm gonna go ten episodes. Sounds right. Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably about right. I don't know. I'm uh, it's sporadic. It makes every appearance an event, you know. Uh-huh. There you so, go. Just, just yeah. who, who, who knows who's going to be on the rotating seat this time? Exactly. You know, <laughs> is it going to be Zig or Aqua, or maybe it'll just be empty a week, or will it be Artemis? <laughs> right, just, every it's time. Turns out we are. Turns out we are busy people that live in many different time you know, zones. The, the, the Glorio Chad is like a box of chocolates. Tom Hanks said that, you know. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, Tom Hanks. Noted anime <laughs> character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> let's, uh, l- let's get into the anime talk. This is the end of the fall 2021 season. Um, most of these shows have, I think, like one episode left. But um, Or are, not- uh, honestly, looking at this list are continuing into next season <laughs> and some yeah some of them are continuing to next season as well but um it's kind of our last opportunity to talk about them because uh next yes. episode is going to be our top 10 anime episode of the year so oh dear uh we, we gotta, we gotta all been, that. Uh, working on your posts <laughs> we gotta uh, figure that out right <laughs> i'm sure everyone will be in total agreement there will be no controversy yeah. whatsoever i mean we've scientifically <laughs> proven our top 10 anime is accurate every single time but uh-huh. um uh-huh. anyway let's get into our fall shows here and we will start with aquatope on white sand which yeah, actually has finished. Yeah, the only one that, that actually did finish so far. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> in, in a ways, if you want to say uh, who wins the fall season, uh, <laughs> technically it's Aquatope because it's the only <laughs> one that crossed <laughs> the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> as of this, uh, yes, as of recording, uh, yep. So, um, yeah. did uh, G, did you get to ch- catch up? Because I know you've been a bit I, behind. I have, in fact, finished Aquatope, yes. I, okay. I made sure to get it done before this podcast. And Artemis, were you watching it? Yeah, yeah, I finished it as well. Okay. 
So yeah. Um, yeah. So the the ending. I mean, the the kind of final arc where Kukuru quits her job for a couple days. Well, she doesn't quit, but she takes a few days off, and then she should have quit. She probably should have <laughs> quit. Come on. And, yeah. Uh, well. And you know, of course, she it's does. It's still come... a Japanese work of fiction, so it's yeah. always going to be about returning to the status quo. She does come back, and they even offer her to switch over to being a uh, attendant yes. instead of sticking around in marketing. And of course, she re- she realizes she should stick stick with it and everything. Hey guys, and... did you love uh, Yukiko's social link in Persona Four <laughs> about how even if we have issues with like the status quo and 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 our and, and our environment? It's actually good to stay in that status quo. In fact, the real oh. subver- in fact it's in fact <laughs> the real punk is staying in the place you hate. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> of course, with, with a boss that refuses to even call you by your name for like most of your career. Right, like it's been oh, like awesome. now 2-3 years by the end of the show. Uh, like, is he still calling her Plankton or whatever? Uh, and he uh, finally called now. her by her name in, like, the last episode, oh, I wow. think. Oh, wow. character Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, he's, yeah. And, and he smiled. <gasps> it's some real, like, I don't know. I don't want to call it negging, but there's, like, a definitely, like, a <laughs> weird dynamic there between two It's straight-up and... harassment. Come on, by that yeah. point. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's, like... Yeah, I don't... I, it's... Like there's there's a there's, look, there is the finest of lines between Mr. Miyagi and the Karate <laughs> Kid making you wash his car, and then that secretly turns you into the greatest karate fighter who ever that, lived. I mean, I feel like that line and, is Mr. Miyagi is is him getting fed up, and then Mr. Miyagi being like, "All right, now I shall show you the true purpose of your training," and like pulling the curtain back, right? Like, yeah, you know, I guess, yeah. I guess the line is Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> and again, like, asking... And actually, this was the point, and here you go. Look, if asking Kukuru came old... out of that being able to wax on, wax off, I would have been satisfied. <laughs> been able to do the uh, she, has, kick. She, she, she does throw hands a lot, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's but, true. Um, but yeah, well. I think, I, I think <laughs> overall, like, I think for me, Aquatope is... It's going to be another show that wasn't Shirobako. Um, it's, it's going to be another one of these PA work slice of life shows about like uh, young women in their careers that I enjoy because I find the the struggles of being a young professional to be highly relatable, but that like compared to some of its other peers that it it maybe does not really stand above the rest. Uh, I, I think the aquarium angle is interesting. Uh, you know, I think that that part always kept it interesting to a certain degree. I'm glad they... I'm so glad they jettisoned the idol stuff early on. Like, mm. They jettisoned, yeah, they, they, they they jettisoned made... a couple of things that, that was strange, though. Like, that, that wasn't the only thing they jettisoned, you know? Like, why have magical realism again? I I feel like... Did that man, never make a comeback? No. It does, but... Really. Well, it comes back, but it's not it's I never mean, they, they sprinkle it in, but they never, like... It never has any... It doesn't. There's, there's no real purpose behind it. By the end right. of the episode, you see like the the one shot of the the kind of invisible shrine god or whatever, and he's just kind of there. Like he doesn't do anything. Again, he never that, says that, anything. Okay, did, did, did like 
they receive another kind of spiritual epiphany toward the end that'll they, they do they do have Kukuru does get one more vision at the end of her of her dead family right and like and, the fact, and, 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 it's, and it's happening at Tingara so like I feel like the implied connect, like message there is like uh, you know like <sighs> the magic There's... wasn't the aquarium itself the magic is within you right, right. the magic was in you the all along yeah but they never you know? they never tied it to the shrine god even no they really don't right. it's... <laughs> there's no connection between them in particular so he's just Kaihi in a lot of ways just it's kind of there yeah, it's it's definitely the most redundant part of that show. Like I, to the point where like you know I wasn't even disappointed when they didn't like pay off on it. I was just like, oh yeah, figures. I back. think it was just like a artistic flourish. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess that's to probably have, like any like the way to put it. Um, meaning to it other beyond just like highlighting the characters' feelings or whatever. But yeah, yeah. I I think um. I think this was a pretty good like if we I was if we if we were gonna stack rank the uh, PA Works uh, working women shows, this would be somewhere in the middle, I guess. It would be smack in the middle. Watching Aquatope every week was like eating granola for breakfast. <laughs> it is extremely wholesome and not very exciting. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah that's I think that's fair. I, I think the only thing I I'll say the one element of Aquatope that I, I, I think I personally, like, took a lot from that. I think the other PA Works shows have done as well, but but I did appreciate about Aquatope is at the end of, like, the last episode when, uh you know, uh, Kukuru successfully opened up the, the what was it, what is it, what is it the, the White Sands Dome, the Aqua Dome? I don't, I don't remember its right. name. Right. And uh, she, she's talking to her grandpa, and she's like, you know, were you ever miserable, like, running Gama Gama? And Grandpa's like, yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> of course I like, was. Time. Life is hard. Like, work's hard, even if it's something you love. Like, yeah. You know, and and him specifically saying, like, and I don't, I don't think this message is necessarily, like, just, like, unequivocally saying you have to accept the status quo, but when he specifically says that, the lesson to take from all this is to try to turn is to turn your life choices into your best choices. Right. I, I did find myself resonating with that a lot of like we don't always get a choice in where or how our lives develop, but you know, it and, and I don't think I don't think he's implying you just have to like lie down and accept your status quo. But I think the way he phrases it is more like you know, yeah, it's like right. it's like once you once you've made the choice try to make the best of it it's not like it's not a matter of whether you made the right choice or didn't make the right choice because like no matter what you do it could go wrong it could go bad exactly there could be factors out of your control whatever you just try to make the best of your the yeah, decision like, that like, you made like for all we yeah. know the next two years of kukuru's life as a at running pr instead of an intended you know like i don't know maybe she was miserable those next two years but right. like you know i think the message implied there is like you know if this is the choice you make, then yeah, learn to make the best of it, you know. And and, like, and she had she had her bigger goal that she was that, that this was a piece of her bigger goal, even if she's miserable now, right? So like, right. they 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 did tie that together nicely. I appreciated that Grandpa finally actually gave her real advice and didn't just like, <laughs> right, vaguely, seriously. like 
my, my guy, like, had you told her this at the beginning of the series, it probably would have helped her uh, get through all the other miserable things yeah, that she went through like, for the past uh, 24 uh, episodes. Seriously. Um, like, she wouldn't have earned the advice. Ugh. Yeah, so, also, I mean, that, I, th- that continued to bug me. Yeah, but I'm glad they I, at least summed that up at the end. Yeah. Also, I can't help but kind of laugh a little bit at, like, the drama at the end of Aquatopus. Like, oh, no, Fuka's going to go to Hawaii to study to become a super aquariumologist or whatever. <laughs> and, like, oh, no, the, the, two, the two will be separated for two years. And I was like, two years? Dude, I haven't seen... I haven't seen some of my closest friends in like three years and counting now. <laughs> like, yeah, you it's right. called well. it's called a phone. They're young. See, my 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 interpretation is that somebody at PA Works wanted to hook the two of them up, but they couldn't go through with it. So I feel like, like yeah. They, I mean, if we want to get into that, right? When, like I know, when they have I their know. when they have their my, my, my when they have their uh, before Fuka leaves and they have the magic moment at the inside the aquarium right and instead of uh saying i love you they say i love aquariums um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and then yeah. they and then what was up they they followed up shortly thereafter with some random scene about talking about how gay penguins exist right yes uh, oh my uh, god yes and i think totally. i might have been reading too much into that but i'm like i don't think you were that's the thing i actually right. don't think you were it's, i think like, she did somebody was literally talking wanted... to kai about like yeah. Oh yeah, you know, gay penguins, age gap penguins, like threesome penguins or whatever. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, well, okay, they, they, they uh, just, like th- that scene had no other context whatsoever. Like, what's what's um, what's Chiu trying to tell Kai here? Like, don't give up on the Kukuru Bowl just yet. Like, maybe Kukuru's open to a polyamorous relationship. Like, what's what's going was, on here? <laughs> maybe she was trying to tell him that uh, she's already spoken for. But um, <laughs> anyway, um. Yeah, I it just overall, um, I it, it had it, it did have some good parts to it that I think stood out compared to some of the other PA work shows of this type. And I think if you like this their style of show, this is definitely a good one to watch. Um, but I don't know if it's really bringing too much new to the table or anything. But, I, I, th- um, I think it's the most highly polished of this very specific style of show yeah yeah but, I, I i would definitely agree with that yeah yeah it, it's as not, i'm trying it's to like compare it to... bad yeah it's not that it's a bad show it's just it's just maybe almost too polished it's just but, uh, it's got it's got yeah. all that okinawa tourism board money you know <laughs> yeah um i don't know gee would we take this over soccer quest Oh, that's uh, I, you know, it's been so long since I've watched Soccer Request. I, you know, I I'm I I think. All right, I mean, check back on me. Like, all right, you know, what? check back in the next time PA Works announces their next uh working young women like show, and uh, ask me how my feelings about Aquatope are then, <laughs> and that might tell you where it ranks because how much you remember uh <laughs> right because like right now you ask me I, I might say Aquatope comes ahead of Soccer Quest but that's because I don't remember jack shit about Soccer Quest like yeah I don't remember too much myself how I'm thinking about it like Shirobako but... is the only one of these PA Works shows I actually like have like pretty solid <laughs> tangible memories of yeah alright I'd still probably take them all over uh, 
uh, Hanasuke Iroha. But oh, I mean Hanasaka, if, if Hanasaka Iroha counts, that's always going to sit at the bottom. Yeah, no, that's 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 right considered here. the first one of these yes, shows, the first so. and the worst. Yeah, I like the first half. Yeah, you know what? The, the, the beginning I, and the ending of that series that are good. Everything in the middle is meh. Yeah. <laughs> is that the one with the like, evil grandma? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and we, <laughs> that's kind of a bad thing to say about a series that's like 26 episodes long when the middle is bad. But, yeah. Hmm. Alright. So, if you like if you like PA Works, this is a very PA Works show. And it was pretty good. So. Alright. Let's move along. Let's talk about... Tact Opus Destiny. Um, yeah. We've been pushing into the uh, the end game here as they they made it to New York. Mm-hmm. We get another weird anime New York. There's been a lot of weird anime New Yorks going on. I was so disappointed by this New York. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Just, this, just the end of the, the world, the, or at least the end of the world as, as most people know it, and New York is a bastion of civilization and hope. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's... Themselves apart in two seconds. Like... I feel like I would have... Pref- I, I, I feel like I would have preferred seeing the anime New York of, say, Blood Blockade Battlefront here yes, instead of, like... I was waiting. That's what I was waiting for. Because, yeah, Attack Opus Destiny's take on anime New York is almost a little too, like, fucking, like, idealistic. It's, it's almost mm-hmm. too, like, the... You know, the fucking, like, sunset-lit streets are, like, fucking, like... You know right. the the red brick apartment buildings uh-huh, and all that uh-huh. shit. To be like, fair, that is consistent with their sort of rosy, nostalgic cu- uh, way they have portrayed America. Yeah, in for, for America would except not Nevada. Be shitty in twenty-five years. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. um, I I will say uh, uh you know it's you know it's the end game of a gotcha uh, anime adaptation when they start carting out the characters you haven't seen before. Right. <laughs> yes. Do like their one cool thing and then look directly at the camera and say that tact de- uh, opus will be available on the Google Play Store. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, they, they they had their montage of all the characters they couldn't fit in. Uh, uh, I I think I think the big highlight though of these final episodes was um titan being secretly it's the titan MVP. it's uh, i mean yeah. who would have thought the the twin tails girl with the weird clown shotgun would end up being <laughs> this shows like far and away standout the the visual absurdity of her bright neon orange hair every week uh, yes uh-huh. and uh you know she does the uh the the uh, hopelessly underpowered side character makes a last stand against the final boss uh, yes, it's, episode. It's, it's it's my favorite anime junk food trope. Um, Which, like, surprisingly, she survives? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, gotta keep her alive for, you know, so that you can roll for her in the gacha game. But, like... Exactly. I, I guess I don't understand the logic of the whole conductor thing, then, was, like, tact become yeah, the no, conductor, I got nothing, I guess. Dude. I, 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 I don't... <laughs> I guess you I don't have to. I'm not gonna think too hard about it, but I'm just I'm just willing to accept that every that every pair has a different kind of dynamic that works for that specific. Right. You know. The closest I could come up with is like I think there's like that one episode early on, the first episode where Valkyrie shows up, mm-hmm. and like she gets like winded pretty early on. Yeah. And I and even, think even, they even say when she that, shows like, up again. She, she gets, gets tired again, yeah, and, yeah. like, I, th- I think that's, like, that's supposed to be their, like, one, like, throwaway line that's, like, ah, like, without a conductor, your, your stamina is capped or something, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I thought for sure Valkyrie was gonna pair up with uh, Anna's or is that? Oh yeah, yeah. sister's name. So this is the, this. I am now unfortunately falling into the Magatsu Warheight hole of <laughs> looking things up about this mobile game, oh, and God, now they're informing things about this show that maybe I wish I hadn't known, uh, and I'm very curious how that's gonna go. But anyways, looks. But before we get to that. I'm so glad that I called that when Titan was going to throw down for real uh-huh. that this anime <laughs> understood, okay, how do you power up a character whose power is gun? Give them more gun. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just get more guns. Pulls that's all you out need. a second shotgun, and that's her power up. It's so good. Like, in the world of anime where, you know, like, people And somehow that makes it so ways. she can shoot a giant Dragon Ball laser. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know? Um... <laughs> I don't know. There's something I always like. I don't like. We we said this every week, right? Like, tact is not necessarily, you know, this show's not going to be winning any awards, but it, it's just solid. It, it, it's this is what the the pirate princesses and sakugans of the year should have been, right? Like, just totally, yeah. Like inoffensive, likable junk food. Yep. And anime junk food. It it it, know, it it knows its role and it's performing it well, and it's not like it. I always like that this show keeps that good balance of being serious but not too serious right and Uh, like particular shout outs to again one of my favorite anime junk food tropes of like titan wasn't like comic relief but she is like yeah she is the she is the light-hearted side character and of course they do the thing of like in earlier episodes every now and then the facade slips and the VA does the talk seriously. Right. I'm 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 switching from the squeaky anime girl voice to the regular woman anime <laughs> voice. And it just gives you enough of those bits and pieces early on that when Lenny's like, Alright, we're gonna go hard now and you know, Titan takes off the ribbons and goes fucking sicko mode. You're like, Ah <laughs> oh, shit, I knew this was coming. I called it uh-huh. like this is and uh, it's just fun to watch that and also see it live up to the hype. Um, Give, I, giving the people what they want. Exactly. Yeah. I still shotguns and yes. I I need to just over. point out. I need to give an award to the genius who worked on that show, who was like, "We need a visual shorthand to show that these shotguns are powering up, so they're just gonna fucking cock these five shotguns repeatedly." <laughs> Even though that's not like, on the ground, that's like not like how shotguns work. <laughs> like ah, if you just pump the action, the bullet gets stronger. Powerful. Isn't isn't that the true definition of bluff aesthetics though? Uh, yeah, yes, yes. Exactly. When we when we we're talking about yes, the infamous bluff aesthetics, I feel like <laughs> Titan powering up her shotguns by pumping them over and over again is like the most perfect encapsulation of that of that sensibility. Doesn't doesn't do anything, but it looks cool. Um, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, we still have at least one episode left, right? Yeah. I'm assuming it's just, one episode. I think just one. Because yeah. they're now they're that, now that hell and heaven have fused to become Orpheus. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, God, right. I'm a little sad about that. I was hoping we get to see more of uh, hell uh, being problematic, but your problematic <laughs> so waifu good. there. But uh, uh no, that, that was appropriate though. Sure, your final boss has got to get their new form, right? I, I totally guess we'll get see it. if uh, Tact and Destiny survived the final battle. Wow. So, 
here's the part where I now need to bring up some things I've learned about the mobile game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so as much as I joked, uh, Titan is not in the mobile game, actually. <laughs> she is not available. She is not one of the listed Is the game even out? Uh, no, but, yeah. like, they are... You know, they're doing the thing of, like, doing character... Tra- you know, pre, pre-release pre gotcha stuff, right? You know, character right, right. PVs, you know, advertising what VA is going to voice that character, etc., etc. Uh, Titan conspicuously absent from the day one roster uh, of Heaven music arts. Helen Heaven there. also absent. Um, and oh, you gotta, you gotta save those for the banners later. Sure, sure. So that that is my suspicion is that, okay, they'll probably save those for the banners or like for an anime like promotion, like cross-promotion sort of thing. Right. The thing that I actually want to point out is that the Destiny in the mobile game not only is a different design... Uh, but is voiced by Anna's VA. Hmm. Uh, oh. Huh. So oh, that I don't know that what that a, means. A You're like, I get well, it, I'll give my life to save Cassette. And right. D- take take my form instead. Yeah. Like I, I'll just. I don't know. I mean, the main thing I was concerned about is, is the absence of Titan. So I was like, oh, God, is Titan going to die the last episode? And that's why she's not in the gacha game. Go on, I uh, mean, a, let's be honest. A character dying in it is not going to... Nothing will stop a character getting in a gacha game. They will. You're right. You're right. Yes. They will put whatever is going to sell. But... Yeah. Anyways, See, now that, that, it's, that it's, opens it up where you could have the... The Destiny Anna version and the Destiny Cosette version. Of oh different man, ones from... selling selling two gotcha characters. Look, <laughs> I, I know Impossible. I I I know the psychology at this point. That's uh you know. Or is that more? Is that more selling one gotcha character for the price of two? <laughs> uh yes, that's. But um, that's interesting. Uh, because it's that, that's kind of the only question left. Are they going to make it out of this final battle? And uh, yeah, we've already seen the the body transfer uh, thing happened at some point, so... Hmm. But, you know, regardless, I think, you know, as we said, like, you know, regardless of whatever connection it has to the game, like, eh, solid junk food anime, you know? I've, I've been having a, I've having, I've been having a good time some with it. And, fun uh, anime trash. Uh, I'll be got, happy to see it through to the end. Like, I'm not gonna tell you, stop what you're doing now and go watch Tactopus Destiny, but if you've got time on your hands and you wanna watch some anime, that's... Might be something to throw on. I, you want to see? Mm, Go ahead. Or... I just, I, I am, I agree, but also, I liked the first episode a lot more than I liked any of the following episodes. I think I might agree. I, that. yeah, I think that's a, an entirely fair assessment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do think that they've never quite lived up to how strong the first episode was. First episode I mean, the also first had that goofy little cartoon segment. Yeah, yeah, the first episode had a lot of energy to it that it kind of feels like got lost over time, and I feel like that's just one of those, like, realities of anime production, like, yeah, anime always comes, you know, I would say more anime than not come out strong right out the gate, right? Like, that's, that's just the nature of how it is, right? It's usually the first episode they finish, you know, everybody's fresh, everybody's got, you know, these ideas, they have time to, you know really workshop it and as time goes on as the deadline becomes a moving target for the anime studio yeah. corners get cut you know people start taking narrative shortcuts i and... guess even even if they 
One of the problems for me is that they followed up the first episode immediately with the backstory. Oh yeah, like and it was just too multi- it was just too soon for me. Multi episode flashback. Ugh. Right, and it was just it was it kind of a it threw off it really threw off the balance for me between you know the the goofy and the serious, and B by episode two it's not like I cared about that particular any of the characters really enough right. to to like feel right. the oh the tragedy of the situation if they had saved it until later on i think it might have been a lot more effective yeah maybe yeah. saving that like backstory two parter for like episodes four or five right would have been the smarter choice because yeah. by then you're a little bit more invested in the characters yeah after we've had some time to have our goofy antics and kind of like the characters a bit more that that's yeah. that's true yeah and and the 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 technical quality definitely drops off oh, yeah. to where <laughs> yeah. you, you can you can see them like saving up for like the one really well animated shot per episode, but the rest of it is kind of eh. like they're they're trying, yeah, but definitely. they're doing maybe, their best. Maybe maybe the final episode will kind of go back to pulling out all the stops again. If, uh, yeah, if, I, if there was any episode so. where yeah, if there's any episode where it would happen, it would be the last. But right. you know yeah. that remains to be seen. I think. I mean, if they if they had maintained the quality of the first episode, this would be like. In terms of technical quality, fighting with ranking of kings as being like the best animated oh, yeah. thing going. <laughs> right. yeah. It's technical quality. Yes. Strictly speaking. But yeah. Uh, it's hard to keep up that level of energy good. though. Like it's like right, it's right. unbelievably difficult to keep up that I, I would have I would have just settled for more road trip, you know? Oh, I yeah, agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love road yep. trip shit. Some Garovan flying right. back. back. Well, here. You know, overall, I think you're, I think all these criticisms are valid, but I think we're still talking about a show that was generally enjoyable to watch, which is a lot more than can be said for the next show on this <laughs> list. Okay, so let's talk about Kyokai Senki, uh, which is continuing yes. for sure is. Another, into next season, so you guys can continue to self, uh, self-flagellate self yourself yeah. here. Um, oh, oh, man, I don't... I. Is there is there any kind of like big uh, mid mid series uh, climax happening or something? Uh, uh maybe. Is there, uh, I'm trying to uh, remember now. Okay. Uh, well, they're gonna they're gonna go after the ghost man. They're gonna go after ghosts. Yeah, Captain Brad told the kids about the ghost, and uh, right. There's I this, assume that f- there is this hell episode where they they're they're taking a break in 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 town, and but they run into the American. Uh, and the American squad, because he recognizes their voices from, or whatever, from last right. time. Right. The, the thing I actually want to set up uh, before we continue, Euro, yeah. is the thing about this episode that we're about to talk about is, like, this is a very classic trope in, in mecha anime. You know, this has been around since ri- literally the original Mobile Suit Gundam of the two rival pilots meeting each other outside of their mechs uh-huh. and... Either both not recognizing each other, or only one of the two recognizing who the other is, and sort of leaning into this like character dynamic of ah, like if these two had not met on the battlefield, like they would get along. Would would they have gotten along? Would they be friends? Right? Like you know, n- you know, famously, Mobile Suit Gundam does this with both uh, Amaro meeting Rambaral, and later uh, his chance meeting with Shar Aznable, right. and Char ca- hopefully like gets his car out of the mud or exactly like right, and so. Yes, that's that is sort of the initial thematic setup of this episode, and uh, you know you can you can uh, continue. Right. And so, as they're relaxing in that that most traditional Japanese of things, the hot spring, 
the American squad comes in so that Captain Brad can give his whole spiel of wink I know who you are and have some information about ghosts because we also don't like ghosts but his two flunkies also come in and don't say yes. a word they just it's so good so Brad sits in the hot spring and is talking and his flunky also he sits in the hot spring and just stares down and even kids. better even better, all right. So, so Brad has come with like his his second command, right? And and they're he's just sitting sitting there silently naked in this hot spring with Captain Brad, who is also naked in this hot spring. And he, Captain Brad also has a female subordinate who has gone over to the female section of the hot spring. But Captain Brad's not there, so she's just getting into the hot spring and sitting there silently glaring at the female pilot of the main crew right. without delivering it's any like, of this information. Yeah, there is like the girl side is not presumably cannot hear the the, the dramatic confrontation happening. Yes, so, it's so just, no, this lady came in, stared down the girl, and then got up and left. Right, because that's the thing. <laughs> Captain Brad delivers this information, and he's not even like, you know, this hot spring's pretty nice. I might as well sit here for a while. No, he's like, no, all right, anyways, right, yeah. I've said what I've needed to say. Gets up, turns around, and leaves. So, basically, this naked man walked into this hot spring, got in, talked to these two teenagers for about a minute, got up, and left. <laughs> and, like, the reason I... I find this so entertaining is because I feel like in a better world, the version of this scene that's directed by Tomino would have been legendary. Right, would have been joke in there at least. Like, right, like, can you imagine if they had included a scene of, like, Captain Brad being like, I'm going to the hot spring, I need to disrobe, and the lieutenant's, you know, his, his supporters are like, all right, well, we'll wait for you outside, sir. And Captain no, no, Brad's no, no, like, no. what? No, you're, you're coming with me into the hot spring. Both of you, take your clothes off. And just, but don't say a word. Don't say don't anything. Say just get in the hot spring, and when you hear my signal, get out and, get, and, and meet up outside. Boss, it's only been a minute, right? I'd it's like, like... To, I'd like to sit in the hot spring. Uh, oh, it's so it's so absurd. It's like, dumb. Yeah. but the problem is that like Tomino would have leaned into that absurdity because that's yeah, a dude who fucking knows what he's doing. Whereas this just feels like unintentionally comical because of right. like. The amateurish way and how they have framed this it's scene. Like they knew because I'm sure it's yeah. supposed to be like 100 percent serious. Right? Oh, it's very oh, serious. Yes. They, yes. they they absolutely wanted to to have a dramatic meeting outside of the battlefield between these people in that most Japanese traditional Japanese things, the hot spring, and just did it in the most cack handed, totally uninteresting way. <sighs> That that's seems to fit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That seems to fit the description you, you uh, guys have been giving me. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, like yeah. Because like, what else? Like, really, what else is there to say about Kyoko Seki? Right. We would just be repeating the same old points of wow, yep. weirdly racist takes on like na certain nationalities, and also a lot of this like really uncomfortable like nationalist dog whistling. You know, it's like it's the same old shit. It's it keep it's just the same old shit. It. It doesn't change. It doesn't, like, do anything interesting. The status quo never really evolves in an interesting way. Like, the heroes are never really challenged. Like, there's, like, a big fight where we finally meet the, like, the Russian faction. 
And like it's right. the same old fucking shit. They 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 beat the baddies and oh no, but they fight the one named baddie to a standstill and you know, we continue yes. the adventure. And then you know, it's we just see him later being like, Oh, such dishonor that I was not able to defeat them or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And and it's like and and the show thinks that that, that counts as like character development for your antagonists or something it's it's just <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know man i just so i just don't know who this show is for yeah. like the aesthetics and and the framing and and the dialogue seems like it is, it is so aimed at a at a kid's audience but like the subtext of the messages they are communicating is like so militantly nationalist that like ah so it is for kids Right, so that's the thing. Like, oh, is that actually is that the is that the point? Is that we're trying to sell nationalism to children? Uh, well, uh, well, I don't know if this is looking on the bright side, but you're halfway done. (laughs) I, oh man, I don't. Are you are you going to keep going? I know what you're asking, Jill. Now's the time. Get off the train. We finished Gundam Build Divers. At least we got Build Divers Rerise out of that, which somehow was interesting. <laughs> I, I don't... Yeah. This might actually be, like, the least interesting mecha anime I've watched in, like, a really long time. Several years. Like... I mean, you guys have watched... Think- you guys have watched some bad things, but I feel like they at least had something interesting to talk about. This sounds like yeah, it's just dude, like I looked, nothing. I looked, I looked forward to our D-side segment every week of the podcast, you know? Oh, like, wow. That's one I totally wiped out of my memory. Uh, well, I'm, currently writing my year, I'm currently writing my year-end post, and I just finished my entry on D-side, so it's on the brain. And wasn't yeah. Back Arrow this year as well? Back yeah, Arrow, yeah. Back Arrow oh, yeah, God, year. Back Arrow. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Why'd you have to remind me of this? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, no! This is more boring than back. Or at least we had things we could occasionally like back grip row. onto. With I could be like, "Wow, that's crazy! They did that when you were telling me." And this at is least just like... bit once. At least bit once said in back arrow <laughs> that poverty is scarier than God. Thanks, <laughs> Nakashima. Oh, that was great. That, that that was a good line. <laughs> All right. Well, I would literally rather fight and de- I would rather I would literally I would literally rather attack and dethrone God than be poor. Yeah. Like I, I can I can out. relate. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's the worst that yeah. happened? God destroys me. Well, at least I won't have to live hand to hand to mouth anymore. Oh, exactly. Man, back arrow. That was a show. Well, no, it wasn't. What am I saying? Back arrow no, was pretty it bad all around. But... It wasn't. Um. All right. Well, we'll we'll table the uh, Kyokai Senki discussion for next time. There'll be time for that again uh-huh. someday. But uh, let's uh, caught up with eighty six, eighty six. Yes, eighty six, eighty six. So you guys have been marathoning this. Yeah, and well, not you're so caught much up now. It took had to take multiple breaks due to production problems, and so. Yes. Oh, so it gave you an opportunity to catch up, I guess. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it but, was very uh, considerate of them, actually. Yeah, honestly. Shockingly, when we last spoke, you guys said it was kind of good the second season. I know, so it's been a little bit since we've or actually talked about it in any not capacity. bad. So, so this is where I now I'm forced to bring up that 
Uh, 86 has an episode that is, like, with, without any, like, right, qualifications yes, right. whatsoever, is unironically, like, one of the best self-contained episodes of Real Robot and Mecha I, I have, like, watched in years. Right, that's like, just, just that, that full battle episode. Like, right. just straight up, yes. Yeah, so, there is an episode, episode 16 of 86, uh, where... The heroes and the nation that they have become adopted by launch their, like, big, uh, you know, full-scale assault on the Legion, right? And, uh, of course, you know, their projections for the Legion's strength was wildly uh, off-base, you know. Right. Uh, you know, and, and in fact, they are, they are absurdly outnumbered by the Legion, you know. Wow. So I'm very much like, you know, I, I told this to Eero, Agel, uh, you'll also appreciate this. They very much do the Legend of Galactic Heroes thing of... You see a radar <laughs> UI, and you've watched enough of these shows to understand why it's scary how many triangles are showing up <laughs> on the radar. Yes. And why, how quickly your circles are disappearing from the radar. Yes. It's very good. Yeah. Like, it's a very good cost-cutting measure to, like, communicate the scale of this battle. Um and speaking of scale, that is the thing that I have to, like, really give credit to 86 for. Mm-hmm. And I understand now why they're having production issues. This is maybe the only anime I've seen in quite literally close to 10 years that has portrayed... Or aired. It aired in the last 10 years. That has portrayed true large-scale warfare. Like, not just squad versus squad, but I'm talking hundreds and thousands of units fighting against each other across like an entire landmass right like they're and, and they're lovingly de- like like per- portraying all of right. it right artillery support air support infantry in trenches like mm-hmm. you know you know mech on mech combat you know fighting through the streets as infantry are getting pushed building to building the, talking about logistics about how they need to deliver ammunition and replacement parts to like battered aspects of the battlefield talking about how wings are collapsing under the sheer brunt of the artillery fire that they are suffering under and how they need to like you know try to like move forces from one from one wing to the next but if they do the other battle line will collapse it's oh they oh, broke out man. the they broke out the G catnip yeah, it's my catnip. It's perfect. It's everything I want <laughs> from this genre. And the robot fighting is, like, legitimately super cool. Like, they, they bust out the new prototype mechs for our 86ers, and now they each have, like, their own custom unit with its own specialty, right? So Shins is, like, the close combat specialist with the heat knives and the piled bunker feet, you know, but then they introduce, like, the artillery type with the cannon that's so big, it does the thing of, like, it folds in half, you know, so it has to unfold before it fires. Yep, 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 and, yep. And, and like... It's so fucking long range that the pilot of that one has to wear the fucking Ghost in the Shell style VR helmet, you know, to to help her, like, calculate the trajectories. There's the missile barrage specialist that, like, just has a fucking... Right, saturation fire. Big ass, yeah, like, rocket... Yeah, rocket pod on its back, and it shoots the rockets, and they lovingly animate how it it doesn't just shoot the rockets, but then the rockets do the thing of splitting into multiple munitions themselves and, like, set... Yeah, just like just like bombarding these fucking AI legions in 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 hellfire. It's oh man, it's so fucking cool. It's it's like like this is real robot at its best. Like right fucking here, right in this moment, this one episode. <laughs> 
that episode even has a check-in with Lena that's tolerable. <laughs> yeah, and even even Lena's right. kind of okay because it cuts back to 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 Lena to the empire to God. What were they called? The Republic. The Republic, and they're they're getting overrun completely by the Legion because they're a bunch of you know dummies or whatever. They did not care enough about the war, so that the whole city is getting overrun and. Like, Lena's the only one willing to go and plug in to the 86s and coordinate any kind of defense. And the rest are... Though I will say it is comical that her boss is still like, you can't let the 86 into the city. They're too... Like, <laughs> how dare you right, let while the 86 they're... in? Yeah. It's like, we're, while you're literally being overrun by the Legion, uh, which is ridiculous, but... I think that's the last time we've seen her since. Well, that's the last time we've seen her. But yeah, she basically like launches this full scale counterattack. She basically like takes usurps the entire military, like yeah. the nation's entire like military apparatus. Uh, Sinks to you know, yeah, Lena is even yeah. like, like like Lena is even like fairly likable in this episode because like I'm not gonna say it's necessarily a metaphor for what I'm getting into. But there is very much an element of like not only is there the comic racism of of the uh, the Republic, but like. There's this element of, like, you're going against the channels, you know? Like, this isn't according to protocol, right? Like, we have a due process for how we do things in this military. And Lena basically responds with, like, if the idea of following due process, like, leads to a more fatal outcome, then the system itself is intrinsically broken and should be ignored. And... Yeah. You know, oh, so she, she's finally not trying to change things from the inside here. It's uh, right. Basically, like, she's like she has fully accepted that this, this this is a system that cannot be reformed, and that the only yeah. option left to her is to usurp it for her own means. And all right, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. And then the production issues hit, and yes. we've got a solid like three episodes of the 86ers standing around talking about their feelings, which is not yeah. not inherently bad, but it it's a little. It feels like the show is really spinning its wheels, kind of. It's it's definitely spinning its wheels as it waits for its finale. Yeah, is how it feels. Is like it very much feels like a tax situation of of eighty six is biding its time and biding its energy, uh, clearly for one more like ludicrous spectacle at the finale. Right. And they are doing everything in their power <laughs> to animate like as little as possible. Oh yeah. Lots of standing around talking with uh, your faces away from the camera. Yes, yes. You know, characters talking with the camera aimed at their feet or from behind. Or only at their or eyes. They're all, or, or they're all looking at, admittedly, very well-painted backgrounds. But, you know, their backs are towards the camera. Like, they're... Yeah. What, you know, what... it's... It, it, I mean, it, it, it seems look... like that was the price to pay for your one really good episode, but <laughs> yes. was it worth it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ep- episode sixteen is is going to go down in the books. Like it isn't like amongst Mecha fans, episode sixteen is going to go down as like an all timer. Like this is like if you must use CG for Mecha, this is absolutely how you you're supposed to use it. Like take advantage he, of being able to build the scale, right? Throw in right, like, a thousand things on screen at once. Right, like, specifically right. like the type of anime where the mechs all look the same, right? <laughs> like like. All the mechs are mass production units, so of course they're just gonna be the same CG model with at most like minor changes, and that's where CG like 
this battle could never be done in 2D. Like, I'll just say straight up, like, I, credit where credit right. is due. Episode 16 could have never been done hand-drawn. Not even, like, Sunrise with, like, Unicorn's budget could accomplish something of the scale that 86 does in, right. in Episode 16. And it makes for a good argument for how one can utilize CG, mm-hmm. you know, to, to its strengths. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead. did they actually, like, pause making episodes? There or were what's a couple weeks where they yeah, took breaks for recap episodes or just, like, yeah. interview stuff to, uh, yeah, take the heat off of the studio, I guess. Yeah, uh, so basically they just took full-on, like, yeah, like, week-long breaks. Yeah. So how, how many episodes are left? Good question. I would assume Could... f- four to five. It's yeah. definitely like, going we're... into next year. Yeah, I mean, that's a thing, right? Like, I, this show, if even if, if it had not suffered from its production issues, like... We would be seeing the last episode maybe right before New Year's, right. but with the delays, like it's definitely we're definitely not seeing the end until next year. Right. Yep. Okay. Which uh, you know, here's the thing: I'm not going to like put 86 on my list, but it it, it is a shame that like it, it is one of those shows where like. By barest of technicality, if anyone were going to vote for that show, 2021 is supposed to be its year. Right. And, like... Right. Because that was... It's hard to, like, like qual- quantify its quality when, like, it's it's just literally not going to finish in time. Yeah. I mean, do you think the, the quality of the second half would balance out... I mean, I guess... You guys didn't hate the first season, right? It was just kind of, I guess, disappointing because there was more of like a missed opportunity thing. Is that fair yeah, to say? Or... I guess. Yeah, I, I did not hate 86. Um, right. I reserve my hate for, for a different type of mecha anime <laughs> in my life. Yeah. Um, is is the second, the improvements of the second half enough to balance it out where you're like, okay, maybe on balance this is a good show or is it not enough to... I would probably um, say it's a good show, I guess. On, on the whole I'll put it this way uh, for my year end post uh, I, I'm writing a, a blurb for every anime that aired this year that I watched by season I'm going to have two separate blurbs for 86 <laughs> one for it's airing in spring and one for uh, what it's shown me in fall and I'm um... Assuming those are going to be very different opinions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, we could say that. Yeah. Okay. I think. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you just taken some of the stuff I had in season two and like folded it back into season one, I think it, it could have been a and made made it more of a self contained like one off. I think it probably would be a better show overall. Weird. Uh... <laughs> <clears throat> If you construct the show better, it'll be a better show. Uh, wow, crazy. <laughs> M- more of that great insight from uh, just just from, make from it better. Um, all right, let's move on and let's talk about ranking of kings. Dorsch is the goat. Wow, <laughs> Dorsch is the, the goat. The uh, what a great great show. Show so good. This show's so um, good. Holy shit. So yeah, we have we haven't talked about it in a while. We had, you know, a bunch of, I think was it episode. I don't eight, know if nine, I remember 10, the number. I want to say yeah, eight, nine, ten or something. We we got we got more like backstory on King Boss. King Boss, yeah. Um, uh, 
we had the the Dorsch episode is just what I'm going to call that one. <laughs> and um, we finally figured out uh, Boji's weapon, which yeah, we'll, we'll get I to guess, that. But yeah, I I do want to talk about the the Dorsch episode because that was fantastic. Dude, this show is just so, so good many at like <laughs> like you know I I this show is just just so good at like dual wielding its like fantastic character work and its ability to immediately endear you to like characters that you might have initially written off you know for, yeah. for one reason or another and then like giving them a sense of like humanity and agency in this story and that part of it is great. And then the other part of Ranking of Kings that is great is that then sometimes that fleshed out and compelling character is now suplexing demon dogs. <laughs> yes. Like, this show's ability to be like, this character... It does it all. It does it like, all. Like, this, this show's ability just like, oh, you know you know that character? That character has a has a backstory. They have personhood. They're, they're a, a well-rounded member of this cast and they contribute to the narrative in their own unique ways and then one of those unique ways <laughs> is punching these motherfucking dogs <laughs> uh, like yeah it... oh man just <laughs> yes and then the, like the fight itself is amazingly animated as oh, everything man. is yeah yeah uh-huh. in the show it's... just um... oh i i love that like it did all it like, in a lot of ways, the Dorsch fight is great because it does all the, like, in a lot of ways, it hits all the right tropes for, <laughs> like, this type of, like, side character last stand thing, right? If we're going to, like, echo the Titan fight from yes. Tax. It, uh, it was a good uh, it was a good block of time for side characters making last stands. Doing badass fucking shit. Well, making, la- making last stands that they would go on to survive. That they would go on to survive, yes. This is but, a very um, specific, uh... Yeah. yeah. But, like, it's it's great because, like, it all ties together perfectly, right? Like, they initially introduced Dorsch as, like, the former Spear of the King, right? He is initially King Boss's, like, most trusted guy, right? And King Boss assigns Dorsch to be uh, Healing's uh, uh, Kingsguard, right? His yeah, uh, bodyguard, bodyguard yeah. basically, right? And Dorsch is initially like, my king, I have I... demoted, dis- yeah. Right, are you, are you demoting me? Have I displeased you? And, like, you, the viewer, already know... Oh, this is like a secret tested character, right? Like, right. in a ways, like, this is showing both that, like, you know, who Dorsch is as a person, but also how King Boss views his subordinates and how, like, of course he would pick his strongest knight to defend his wife, right? Right. Like, like it's not a demotion. It's, it's, a, it's an affirmation that Dorsch is the strongest of King Boss's knights that he is well, yeah, tasked that, with. He, he, tru- he trusts him to defend her, and he, he asks, is she worth defending, right? Like, that's yeah, the... right. And, so, and, like, we he... get, we, and, and as a result, we also get some great queen, uh, queen healing stuff, too, right? Yes. Yes. Like, we get more of her, like... Who is a fascinating but, character. Yeah, yeah continues to be character. one of the most interesting characters in this show. Like, uh, I love her attempts to win over Boji with Cake. Uh-huh. And <laughs> chase him around the, fucking the, just yeah the goofy the ass montage of chasing him up and down the walls and fucking boji stealing that cake anyway <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah and then it's like 
Oh man, and doesn't he like? And so, so and we come back to Dorf's Ah, what kind of what kind of knight is Dorf? Oh, he's the shield knight. He's the guy who dual wields shields, <laughs> yeah. right? And initially, ah, he's the ultimate defense, the un you know, right, the unbreakable wall. Because we saw that like he could take a blow from King Boss and yeah, remain standing, right? Exactly. And it's so good when they're like, ah, but you see, he was once the spear of the king as well. <laughs> Purge right. armor. Does the armor? <laughs> Armor purge. I can't believe flexes out of his plate. Like. Flexes out of his suit of armor. Fucking. <laughs> oh man, the moment I saw those fists start flying out, yeah. oh, I knew I knew I was in for the best possible time. <laughs> yeah, great stuff. And, and again, it's not just that it was a cool fight. Like the combination yeah. of the character and how they built up to it, mm-hmm. and on top of that. You get an amazingly animated, really cool fight scene. It's just like firing on all cylinders. All cylinders, <laughs> and, and like, it even... leads us to, to like the Serpent King boss, where it has now become very questionable how much say boss had in possessing Dida. Yeah, it's, yes, because it's, it's kind of making it seem like this happened without his consent either. And he's just—I well, mean, he was the, dead, right? Rolling. The thing yeah. I'm very curious about where that goes is like how much of that, and I and I think they keep getting ambiguous on purpose. Yeah. How much of that is boss legitimately like trying to hint to everybody that hey, uh, I'm not pulling the strings here. Like I'm 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 as much under duress as the rest of you. Uh-huh. But how much of this is how much of this is him passing the buck? Right. How much right. of this is him being like, "Oh, sorry, it's out of my hands." Because he's definitely know? been colluding with the mirror woman. Yeah, long, long for time. a long time. Like I, I'm not, I'm not so naive as to think that he's truly a victim, or I, oh, he no. is probably a victim in some regards. Because the thing that this show has done a great job of is showing us that all the characters in this show are, you know, are, are victims, victims of some circumstance to yeah, a certain uh, degree. Yeah, yeah, but. He still made that deal with the devil. Yeah, yes. I th- like... I think I to me it, to me it looks like, and again we don't know, we can only speculate. It feels like you know he made that deal with the devil. He made bad decisions, and maybe he was collaborating with this woman, but now it's gotten out of his control, and yeah, he doesn't yeah. know what to do with it. Um, um and that's also, that's again kind yeah. of the nature of all the characters. Aside from Boji and Kage, Kage, who are like very gray on the good evil scale, right? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. and 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 I, you know, I hate when people say that normally, <laughs> but it actually works here, right? Well, because I mean, that's the thing is that it's it's not that we've grown to dislike morally gray stories; it's that many lazy writers out there have used morally gray as an excuse to have characters that are that that act. Needlessly, callously, or or cruelly to people around them, right? right? Right. Whereas, like the original meaning of like the morally gray story is exploring this idea that characters in fiction are multifaceted, and I right. think that's where like something like *Ranking of Kings* truly does succeed in that regard. Right. Uh, I mean, it's even like, even it... even Moranjo, right? The uh, the woman in the mirror. There is something mm-hmm. like. There's an unspoken tragedy to her circumstances as well, right? Yes. Like when she's like dancing in like the weird marionette with with right. with Boss, and like she can only maintain I, I, the form for like a minute or something. And like, I love when the series gets creepy too. Like it's... right, <laughs> yes, and it's like it's like oh god, are we going like the direction of like like uh, like I don't know like I, so it, what? Yeah, go ahead. go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. We we did see her body in the the freezer basement. Right. So I'm th- assuming she 
transfer her soul into that mirror somehow. Sure, sure, yeah. But but I feel like there's just an implication that Boss and Moranjo desire to be together. Right. And But they cannot, right? Like, Dida, I mean, bo- Boss by way of no longer inhabiting his body. And, uh-huh. Well, I guess both of them by way of no longer inhabiting their bodies. Yes. Um, and, and there's an unspoken tragedy to that as well, even despite the monstrous actions these two have been responsible right. for. And I think this all like comes to you know again we're talking about like the the Dorsch fight but also like just shout outs to like the whole Dida Queen healing scene, right at the end yeah. of that episode where like that's some like all the Dida stuff like all the Dida mindscape stuff is like yeah yeah really good like it, it I know we've it's compared intense. this to, we've we, we we've compared this show to Mob Psycho more than a couple times mm-hmm. but I feel like that segment specifically really brought that comparison to the forefront of like. Oh yeah, Mob Psycho could was famous for like sometimes going super crazy with like the action Sakuga, right? But also, mm-hmm. I think the thing that we all originally remember Mob Psycho for is like the really intense ways in which it would animate its characters, mm-hmm. like unlike anything else you'd ever seen. And I feel like we get some of that with the Dida in his, you know, stuck in his own body, stuck in his own mind stuff, right? right? In a black right. void. Yeah, yeah like, it's yeah. not it's not just like the fight scenes, like everything. Yeah has character, amazing character, character moments animation work on it um yeah it's it's <laughs> all very good um and i did want to talk yeah. about uh the, the the latest episode we we yes. learn about boji's weapon choice Ac- acupuncture blade <laughs> the, <laughs> the needle, acupuncture uh... blade um i i got to admit I was slightly disappointed. It was so plain. I kind of wanted something like really weird. Um, yeah, I feel you. I, I kind of felt the same. I was like, oh, it really is just a rapier at the end of the day, you know. But uh, and right. and I was also I don't know if I was disappointed or not, but at the end of the episode when um, what's the guy's name that trained Despa? Despa. When Despa goes to talk to the orcs that he paid off. I was like, for a second, I was like, is all that pressure point stuff fake? And then it turns out to actually be totally real. No, it actually, it was totally, I, I really actually did like that twist. Because right. like initially it's being phrased, oh god, he paid Despa. Off those guys. Yeah, because like I was like, oh, that'd be shit. so, that'd be such a cruel twist. Right, such a cruel twist to Boji. Like, could you imagine? If you like, like made Boji think that he had the power to like Right, like that rock either. didn't actually get split in half. Like he that like. was all a scam, right? Right, it was all a scam the whole time. And, I'm but, not sure if I would have been okay with that twist or not, but <laughs> um. see, I see if they had done that, I feel like <coughs> wow, sorry, I feel like I feel like the show would have actually done the thing of like Despa's paying the dudes that he paid to take to take a dive. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, nice job. You really made it look realistic. And then that's when the orcs say, What do you mean look realistic? That kid beat the shit out of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of how it does eventually go anyways, right? As it turns out that Despa isn't that shady. He, like, he did pay those guys off, but he paid those guys off to to start a fight to test Boji's abilities. Right. You know, to test the results yeah. of his training, which I think is uh, yeah, definitely yeah. still and interesting. And I mean, uh, it would have been a very bold move to, to like just make it all fake but i think for the sake of the overall plot it had to mm-hmm. we had we had to keep moving right definitely so, yeah and we did have the the, 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 the the flashback with the big snake right or is that what you were gonna say oh no i was just gonna say um 
when when uh they asked the mirror who's the strongest in the land oh, it yeah, was boji right so yeah. like hell yeah um so he he's got to be doing something right but um right, right. yes we did have the big the big snake i remember anytime that snake shows up i'm having a great time yeah and, and speaking of the snake uh because i think it's actually we haven't talked about this since the last time we talked about the show uh, yeah. bebin's back Right, uh, Bebin, not dead, as we all kind I mean, of yes, as after he got sucked into the ground, <laughs> obviously surmised, but uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and it's interesting because now I suddenly like even even like 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 Bebin, I feel like is is also put in an interesting case of like he is obviously the most shady of the knights, mm-hmm. but like the thing that is interesting about his support of Boji is that he has maintained this entire time his goal is to make Dida the king. And I feel like that takes on right. an entirely different tone now that we know the current things about the current status quo. Because now when he says, I'm going to make Dida the king no matter what, is what he's tr- actually saying is, I'm going to save Dida from King Boss's possession. Right. Right. And is that why he is supporting Boji? Because Boji will be a means to an end to saving Dida from Boss's possession. Right. And I don't know, just the way these characters just have these like facets to them, and and yeah, yeah. I mean, he's another one that's like, it's, there's some gray morality going on there, but it's yeah. it, but it's not like again, it's not you know, it's it's written so well that it works. Like, and you know mm-hmm. what? I want to believe that the giant. The giant snake is a good is a good judge of character. So if the giant snake is like, I'm yeah, buying in with you, Bebin, then you know what? Yeah. If the giant snake says Bebin's okay, then yeah. I'm going to assume Bebin's all right. Yeah. You're cool with the giant snake. You're cool with me. Um. Exactly. <laughs> Man, I, I really got to watch this show. You really yes. got to watch. Really Ranking oh, it's King so Thomas. good. It's so good. Um, again, Keep any aspect of like any aspect of things that you like about anime. <laughs> Ranking of Kings is doing it, and they're they're doing it at like top level. Like, it's so Great good. Stuff. Um, this of course is continuing on into next season. Uh-huh. So, I praise be. You know, I'm not gonna spec. I'm not gonna really do too much speculation, which I feel like is useless in the show anyway. Um, it appears Boji's going back home. Right. Right. Yeah. Is where we left off. Uh, because. And I, even that was great because Boji's like appears to be kind of scared to go back because like oh it's a great character building moment where like the implication is that him, yeah is that, that Boji briefly has this crisis of conscience of like if he can actually trust Queen Healing right right because of the actions of Domas right and like him having that flashback and realizing that like no yes okay fine Queen Healing has been like conspiring against me for much of my life but also like. She never, like, wished ill, like, intent on me, right? Right. And, like, that part where he starts, like, fucking punching himself in the face over his shame of having even, like, momentarily mistrusted right. his stepmother. Like, mm-hmm. it's... Oh, what a, what a good Kage kid. cheering him on. <laughs> Kage, uh, the best bro of a... God damn. It's so good. Yeah. Good the only thing I'll say in terms of speculation for the future is, uh... I need to see King Waluigi do something. <laughs> oh, that's like, that's definitely going to happen. Like, this, it, this man happen. who is introduced as the number two strongest king, like, five spots ahead of boss. Like, d- right, d- I mean, yeah. 
do does do we think this ends with Boji being number one? I mean, the manga's still ongoing, right? Yeah, I, I don't know, but is well, Boji gonna have to fight uh, King Waluigi? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, he, I could, I could see, I could see that going, you know, in a way. I mean, look, I'm just saying, King Boss was strong enough that he could crush a piece of wood into a diamond. Yeah. What the yeah. fucking King Waluigi do in comparison <laughs> to that? Right, that yeah. makes him a higher level king. Yeah. Well, they, said well, they did if say it it's not just strength. True. Boss would be number one. Uh, right. right, but you know, as we clearly see with Boji, you don't need strength to be the strongest. Just uh, move super yep. fast. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh man, great what a what a what a great show. I am uh I'm glad we have plenty more of that left. Uh yeah. so looking forward to that. Alright. Well, something that you guys are probably less glad about continuing. Um it's been totally fine. Let's check right. in with Lupin the third part six. Is there anything uh I interesting going on in that because that is continuing so yes. i i don't know if there's really that much to say about it at this point like I, it's I, there, there was the treasure episode where like i was just kind of a like fun indiana jonesy kind of adventure yeah where uh most i mostly remember because go they're in like brazil and goemon just appears at the beach riding a giant squid that he then cuts in half yeah now that this this dumb animal has finished serving its purpose to goemon he cuts it down like the animal it is and there's like oh what are you doing here goemon i'm just training i just happened to be here i just happened to ride this giant squid to brazil i love it i mean it's so good okay okay um but yeah so like the the latest episode was another mamoru oshi directed one or written what, one, which is their big, you know, I yeah, I would argue their big selling one of their big selling points for part six is Was, we got Mamoru Oshii for some episodes. Yeah, and it's quickly becoming apparent that the Mamoru Oshii episodes are maybe the worst episodes <laughs> of Lupin mm. Part Six. Um, they are so. I don't even know how to like know, yeah. get into this, but like the, the latest episode, which was written by Mamoru Oshii, initially like, opens with, like, a very Oshi-style, like, monologue about, like, the nature of evolution and, like, the history of paleontology and how, yeah. like, you know, there was a huge boom in, like, fake fossils, you know, during the, the paleontology boom of the 19, 18 and 1900s. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this all leads to the idea that, right, that Fujiko and Lupin are being tasked with stealing uh, the true original uh, Archaeopteryx uh, fossil. You know, right. that that the one in the British Museum is a fake, but that, that there is a true one. And they're given this 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 uh, job by uh, uh, this 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 blonde, severe looking man who won't like give his name, but says that he has been known as uh, Mihail and Mikel and Michael in in the past. Mm hmm. And they start getting into, like, this weird, like, subplot where, like, you know, Lupin starts talking, you know, Lupin starts, like, becoming a mouthpiece for, like, what almost feels like it's adjacent to young Earth creationism of, like, you know, like, if you really think about it, evolution is just kind of a convenient explanation for for God's design. Oh boy. Here Makes we go. you think, doesn't it? And eventually uh. 
it all ends with a twist that they are going down there to steal the Archaeopteryx uh, 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 uh-huh. fossil, and they, they find... In there, the, the ball at the very bottom. Yes. And it is revealed that the true Archaeopteryx skeleton is much, much bigger and much more monstrous than than the than the one that is put on display for the public and then the implication hits that the true archaeopteryx fossil is in fact not a dinosaur but in fact the fossilized remains of lucifer the fallen angel wait what <clears throat> gasp and uh then uh, what Turns out to all be some kind of dream sequence or something. Yes. Or Fujiko yes. having uh, come to this revelation, like refuses the uh, the job. We like cut back to when she was first at the beginning of the episode, and she's like, "No, nah, I won't take this job." Uh... And like, and she specifically says, "Well, well, I mean, you know, like didn't mention I won't." She says, "Like, well, even though we thieves may be sacrilegious, like, this this is too this is uh, this is too much." Or not like, only just that, but we won't take a job from God, right? With the implication being that their client from the beginning of the episode right, yes. is the actual archangel Michael. Oh, that's what they were going with that. Hey. Really? And so, by the end of this episode, I'm like. Is Mamoru Oshii a young Earth creationist? Like, is he one of those dudes who believes that, like, dinosaur fossils are actually, like, fake bones placed there by the devil to trick mankind? Uh... So, I will say, as somebody who has known those people, (laughs) I did not necessarily get those vibes. Okay, it's just... Or did he just think it would be something cool to put in an anime? I think it was... Part of it that he thought it was cool, also... Momoroshi is a noted Christian or former Christian, uh, which informed some of his earlier work, like Angel's Egg and such. And right. so I, 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 I look at this knowing by its Oshi and I say, oh yeah, he's up to his, up to his usual shit again. I mean, is it uh, just like the Evangelion thing of posting Christianity? <clears throat> but a little, a little to... more informed by actual Christianity. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, but it very much does, unfortunately, just feel like another example of, like, Oshi doing the thing that I feel like you see a lot with Japanese creators, like both Araki and Hideo Kojima, of, like, Somebody they read something interesting, yeah. they read something interesting recently and decide they're going to write about that in their next work. Right. That's very much what this episode yeah. of Lupin feels like. Wow. Yeah. Just, uh... <sighs> okay. Kind of a weird... Did, uh, did any other famous fictional detective show up? You know, guess not. No, guess not, no, yeah. no. I'm afraid. Uh, I'm afraid to report. Columbo has not made his appearance yet. I, I just, I, Wait, I thought that was going to be the hook for this uh, series, but I guess. <laughs> that, only well, carting that out every so often. Yeah. Well, got a whole other season of it left to go, so we might get yep. more. It continues to be like totally milling. Like it's not, it's not offensive to me, but. I'm not yeah. terribly excited to, to watch each episode. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, I guess I will talk about Comey Can't Communicate, <laughs> the 
remaining high profile comedy of this season. Um, it continues to be fine. Um, they went they're <laughs> they're they're really they're really going through the motions to a degree. Like I'm not shocked. But I was hoping they would put like a little more spin on it. Oh, is it just like settling into like a very like familiar status quo? Yeah. So like they do, they do the all the summer vacation stuff. They do the 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 school festival with the maid cafe. They do the, you know, you name it, uh-huh. whatever. Every school, cliche. every school, and like you know, the show knows that this is a cliche with like. You know they have the self-awareness because of, like, things like how they name the characters. They always name the character whatever stereotype they are or whatever. Right, right. Like, they know better, and yet they're yeah. still doing the thing. So it's not, like, a real, like, it's not a parody. It's not, like, a, you know, like, you're still doing the thing that you're saying is, isn't it funny that we do this, these comedies do this all the time? I feel like um, people mistake that for being a parody sometimes. Yes, <laughs> right. And that's not. It's like no, you're 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 literally doing the, just just doing the thing. What what it, what it does kind of help, and what gives the show its identity is some of the characters are pretty weird. So like, I mean, Comey herself, it, like she doesn't talk, right? And then, um. We we've we've picked up quite a few more characters now at this point, but e- even. Like, like, like most recently we picked up uh hot-blooded senpai okay and and um the kind big sister who all have sure. names that are plays on being hot-blooded senpai and uh uh-huh, the kind uh-huh. big sister but um as those imply though even those are like supposed to be haha look at this stereotypical character and we're just going to take them to like their logical extreme which is like kind of funny um so I mean I I'm I'm be, I sound like I'm being super negative and <laughs> I kind of am but I mean it is very well executed. The sense of humor is pretty good. There's some, there's still some pretty good jokes in there. Like um I think my favorite was uh they reveal Comey's father is just like her. Uh, so like, like super quiet, cannot talk. Yeah, so anymore. like we we met we met her mom who's like very like stereotypical anime mom very uh-huh. you know nice okay, and outgoing. so Comey's hot mom has shown up okay. yes and she <laughs> she's very outgoing and everything and then um but her dad is like her where he does not talk but they both like can st- still like non-verbally communicate to each other oh uh, yeah and 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 and, and, and like her dad's like I'm concerned Comey might be getting bullied at school and he's trying to like find a way to like communicate to like ask her about how she's doing and everything uh-huh. and um it ended up being very funny and very sweet but um so like th- th- there's some like good um humor and writing that kind of helped carry it and why i'm still enjoying the show uh i just wish it wasn't so like on the rails of typical school comedy right it kind of um, sounds like a show that like has some like legitimately funny moments but maybe its baseline is uh yeah yeah a little yeah, lower it's... than you might like it <laughs> yeah and I, I i just wish they would go next level like something because like you take something like if we're looking comparing 
to you know monthly girls nozaki kun for example like that show was very self-aware of all the tropes that it was making fun of but like it actually like took them to it actually like actively broke them on purpose they're like said this is the thing that everybody does but actually that's not a real thing and this show is just like you know haha isn't it funny that this person is everyone's childhood friend but she or they i guess i should say they the subs i've been watching like change the gender Uh every single time and i don't know which one's accurate but the (laughs) like the they still play the role of the the you know the friend character like it's they don't do anything different with it other than you know the gender point, thing point but that, it point out that they're the best friend character right like, yes and it's like yep they sure are and they don't really <laughs> right yep right thanks Joe. And, i did notice that said they are like the best character in the show cuz kind <laughs> sure, of like yeah. a dirtbag um okay. it's pretty great but um yeah so i you know i i can i'm enjoying it and i think there's I think it's, I've watched up to episode 11. As you all know, the episode order is a mess because of the Netflix God, right. not syncing with the airing schedule. Um, I have watched up to 11, which I think is the latest one that has broadcast in Japan. Um, okay. And I, I think there's maybe one more. Um, I don't, like, there don't seem to be making any effort whatsoever to find like an ending or a conclusion to any of this <laughs> isn't, that the, isn't the manga also still ongoing yeah so you know i don't know what's going to happen it would not surprise me because i mean it's very popular if there's like you know season two coming in summer or whatever at the right, end right. so we'll see okay um so yeah i mean that that show is fine I certainly like it more than the final show on our list. <laughs> oh, Sakugan, what happened? The season, am I right? Saxon Gun. <sighs> oh, boy. How so remember how, like, yeah. a month ago, probably, or, like, maybe more, when, like, we watched the first episode of Sakugan? <laughs> and we were all like, man, wow. this is a really solid show. I bet it can keep this energy up. Uh, you know, we we're probably not going to, like, be here two months later Right, I like think we did call this. <laughs> right, it seemed like a very safe bet. It felt like the, the safest bet of the season, right? Like, there's no way they could fuck this up, right? Like this, this is such a simple premise. You have your two likable shithead characters and their cool robot going on adventures. What could go wrong? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, turns out everything, uh-huh. including the extremely bizarre choice to. Uh, Spend their penultimate episode <laughs> on episodic filler. Yep. <sighs> before what we is get this to this show doing? Before we get to another lame version of Anime New York. Um, uh-huh. When we left off, there was the whole big like blow up between Gagumber and Mamempu, which they try to resolve in one of these episodes. And the resolution is Gagumber's like, well, I guess we'll agree to disagree. And I'm like, really? Is that... Is that what we're how and, we're gonna? And then Mororo just keeps saying like, "Wow, you're a shitty dad who doesn't protect his daughter at all, <laughs> right?" Like, right. And then that whole I, And then the last straw for me was when they they bring in another dad to make a Gumber jealous. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like, right. I'm like, I'm like, that that's, that's like, like a like a, like a teen, teen high school, high school comedy, comedy move, move. Like, like bring in the so... other. 
it's just it feels so lazy. which Komi which Komi San does by the way I'm just gonna throw that out there yeah but um but yeah once they did that, I'm like really we're gonna bring in another dad to make a Gumber jealous and and then even then that doesn't still doesn't do anything like the, the they're still the exact same characters they were in episode one yeah um but they play it off like a moment like he's like he's learned a really important life uh-huh. lesson and this is yes like yeah the... they they want us to believe. That this is a, a big deal and a big emotionally resonant moment. I'm like, no, it's not. And then the next episode, Gumber takes Mamempu to a strip club. So <laughs> yes. So the final, the the oh latest episode, which is the like we said, the penultimate episode. Like yes. you've only got. Well, I'll talk about my predictions after that. After this, but they 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 made it to fake whatever passes as fake new york now uh-huh. uh, in this column. universe and yes it's an ep- it's a it's a filler episode where they randomly run into a f- famous singer that doesn't want to sing but maybe she really does i don't know and they once again they do the thing they did this in that episode when we meet when we met uh, when we picked up uh, what's his name uh Yuri. yes where they flirt with serious topics and try like it feels like they're trying to say something profound but end up saying like absolutely nothing Uh i Um, actually almost feel like this versions is almost more successful its problem is placement like right that that's that's fair there's like i think like like yuri's episode is so fucking like confused and cramped and like condensed that like if this was like episode like five Four yeah, or five, sure. right? Like, sure. Like, yeah, yeah that's that, that the whole time watching this, I was like, yeah, this had aired like six episodes earlier. I probably would have come away from it and be like, yeah, that was a solid one off. Like, mm-hmm. sure, have your episode about how maybe we don't all get to make our dreams come true or whatever, right? Like, fine. Like, that's maybe that is a message you can like have in this kind of show, right? But like, you know, because like, I almost do feel like on some level, right? Like, Memempu maybe needed to have more episodes early on where her, like, ambition and her genius and idealism run into, like, the the harder realities of, like, yeah. you know, of life. But that's not something to do with episode 11 out of yeah. 12. Yeah. Like, um... The other problem, let's be honest, the writing is not, um... <laughs> It's terrible. Game, now is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's also just that the writing's bad. Yes, thank like, you, Artemis. And, and, and even though this episode was one of the better ones, it's still basically an episode where at the end, or even not at the end, like starting from the middle, people, the characters are basically looking straight to the camera and going, and the moral of this story is... <laughs> right, it's so, like... I mean, that's a thing, right? There's, there's even individual aspects of Sakugan, of all of it, of, 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 this, of its whole run. Mm-hmm. That are salvageable. I could certainly oh, yeah. see like a way to, you know, I could even look. I could even see the version of the Gagumber gets jealous of the new better dad episode if it was like an early like filler episodic one because then you could have like your 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 like slapstick gag comedy of like Gagumber trying to to what up the new dad and getting like fucked over every time in like increasingly <laughs> funny ways. Yeah. Right? Like you could have the montage of like, ah, well, let's try cooking, right? And of course, like new dad makes like a great dish and, and Gagumber makes like fucking like 
dog slop or Another, something. Uh, you know, you, like, instant noodles by itself on the on the plate, right? Yeah, instant noodles, not even with water, right? Like what? Oh, you got to heat up the water yourself, <laughs> you know, or, or whatever, right? Like it's you could make it work, right? It would be entertaining at mm-hmm. least, but like the show's just like really confused. It just felt like Sakugan is constantly confused about, like, what kind of story it wants to be, right? Yeah. Like, is this a father-daughter adventure romp? Is this, like, a post-apocalyptic, like, you know, like, a tale, you know, a tale of, like, survival? Like, we still have that fucking cult running around or whatever, right? right? Like, you know... You know, is this a story about, like, the cycles of revenge and forgiveness or whatever? <laughs> like, like the, the show did that too, right? Is this show about, like... Dis- all, you know, all of those and, and none of those. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it, like, it tries all of them and does none of them well. Ex- um, it's, it's, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then it's comedy should be played serious and it's serious should be played comedy. Like, it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's... It really, you know, as as I, oh, I can't turn around because I gotta face the mic. But as I, as I, as I, as I visualize the high grade big Tony Gunpla that I bought and is sitting on my shelf behind me, and I think to myself, Big Tony is such a great robot. How could, how, how could how could a show how could this show let Big Tony down? They did let him down. They that's the Big biggest Tony tragedy down. of all. Um, when is the last time we even saw Big Tony? For also, Big Tony doesn't do seconds. shit in this show anymore. Like, he, like, fought the cultists once during the, the New Dad episode, and, like, that's kind of it. This episode, she, I did find it funny she drew a picture of piloting a mech. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so they had to pilot a mech, and that's our, that's our Big Tony cameo for the, the episode. Yeah. Again, like the 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 only thing that I think has consistently stayed good for me is some is this they they do have good jokes every now and then like like uh, their disguises in this latest yeah. episode where they or just like, stick on a hat and suddenly no one can recognize them. Yes, or I'm always a sucker for bad wanted posters. You know. Yes. Like got the fucking Gagumber Mememphus wanted posters. Mememphus eyes are blacked out, and Gagumber looks like he's you know coming out of the fucking like character select screen from Metal Slug. Yeah. But like Artemis said, like even then, I feel like they don't know like when to deploy that right, properly. Definitely. Even it's, so, yeah, it's just just a, it, it really is just it's just disappointing. Honestly, like I, you know, I wasn't expecting the world from this show, but I just feel like it had such a good energy to it at the start. I think that first episode was like so solid. Yeah, it was a very strong first so episode. Episode episode one made me think that I was about to watch one of the best shows of the year. Yep. Yeah. No. Totally. It 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 really felt like a contender. You know, like oh wow, like this is gonna be something really, really. Cool Dad anime special. road trip with a cool robot. Come on. Yeah, how do you mess I mean, that well, up? Like, yeah. Just, yeah. How do you mess that up? I don't know. Yeah. It's just a, you know you got this fucking Masaki Endo OP that's selling you on its like fucking jazzy wacky mm-hmm. energy. You know, like you just think, oh man, what are all these antics we're gonna get up to? You know, and. Oh man, Turns the out, colonies are like fake cities. We're gonna go to wacky anime. Right, we're gonna go to like fake underground Mexico or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> we're well, have a great time. I don't want to add to everyone's disappointment, but as much as I would like to just put a final, final nail in the nail coffin on Sakagon, a couple things. things. Uh, uh, the so first of all, obviously we have a lot of plot left. 
uh-huh. for to one go. episode. Uh-huh. The 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 latest episode ends with Mamempu getting kidnapped and the big ha you don't even know who your real father is like oh, who could God, right. who could have seen that coming I feel like I'm I'm literally on tape saying that her her dream sequence is just when Gumber found her as a baby or whatever yeah oh yeah surface. of course yeah definitely um so there's a lot of ground to cover and I was looking up to just confirm if the show is ending. Uh-oh. Wait. And episode 12 is titled To Be Continued. Oh, god damn it. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, god damn so it. So while, while Sakugan may not be continuing into next season, it seems like they're at least setting up to be continued at a later oh, date. Can we just get a fake, like, a see you see next you Gundam, Gundam fight, fight, like, like Oh, thing. man. I, I, like, my only hope is... My, yeah, the, the panty and stocking to be continued is my only hope here. Fake. Let's just, fake to be continued let's just <laughs> let's just end this and get it over with but i mean I don't it know. might i mean i guess it really does depend on like how it does in terms of like merchandising and sales but like it, it that, that, that it did i i gave i objectively gave you gave them your money more money than some of my favorite anime this year nomad megalobox 2 has received zero of my money Sakugan has received Sakugan and Kyokasenki. 32 US dollars of my money. Uh-huh. Yep. I feel like it I feel like unless you're going to just troll people because you're insane with panty and stocking, um you would not have a to be continued without already having secured the planning. They for must have something season. like I I feel like the audacity to name your final episode to be continued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so that tells me either they already had it planned, the production planned, and they're just maybe taking a season off or something. I could or, see that. Or something went catastrophically wrong with the production. I don't think it was the case because the shows looked fine for the most yeah, part. Yeah, for, for the most part. Um, I, with the, the, that would be like a, the... Uh, what was it? Stars align like that's that situation where something right. went catastrophically oh, yeah. wrong. So it I just seems so. very, yeah. very likely to me that there will be more Sakugan in the not too distant future. And to be honest, if they take a break and don't come back for another season or two, I don't know if I'm going to watch the second half. Right. Right. I I will. I'm telling you, I will not. Yeah. yeah. I, I stuck out like I, I've watched multiple seasons when things have, I watched all of Osomatsu san, okay? <laughs> Damn. That's true. You're the only one that made the whole marathon with that. Yeah. But I will not watch a, a second season or a second half of the season of Sakugan if it comes back. Well, because I'm just a masochist, I guess in 2022, look forward to the segments where Iro and I talk about Kyokai Senki in Sakugan <laughs> Season 2. Or what are we doing? Is there uh, some, some other shitty, shitty Sunrise original Mech Show going to come? And we're like, well, we're like, well Sakugan, Sakugan Season 2 has to be better than this. this. And then Sakugan <laughs> Season 2 opens, opens with, with the geopolitics, the geopolitics of, the of the underground. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> well, can, you, can you fire these guys? <laughs> What will this podcast do? Your this podcast will be left afloat if you do not have Iro and I talking about bad anime every every time. That that is true. It is it is a critical component to the the Glorio chat. But uh, yeah, uh, so and then and the whole thing with like 
is 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 Mempu going to be the savior of the world or something? I'm still calling that when they reach the whatever. Yep. It's so so disappointing. Yeah, it really is. All right. Yes, that's the end of our list, but Artemis, did you okay. have something we missed? Let me tell you, and maybe you guys are actually watching this and it doesn't count as anime enough, so it's not on the list, but you guys are watching Thunderbolt Fantasy, so I figure uh-huh. Uh-huh. if you haven't talked about this, you're not watching it. Um, Blade Runner Black Lotus. Oh, okay. Which is surprisingly good. Is it? All right. It is. It is. So it's, it's all CG. Right, yes, um, I, I saw that. And I know what some of the listeners out there are thinking, but just, <laughs> it's pretty good CG. Hey, Beastars was our number one anime of the right? year, like a couple the, years back, so. The, for any action fans, the fight scenes are genuinely excellent. Okay. Um, and I say that as not an action fan, so maybe that should even count more towards it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's actually a kind of hybrid um, Japanese-American production. Right. Um, and that also means that the music is very good. Yeah, I remember. I remember huh. hearing about like some of the artists they had gotten for uh, for Black Lotus. Yeah, just uh, I. I mean, I would even just recommend that people watch the watch the OP because it's the openings are good. Like it's forty seconds long, so it's you know mm-hmm. not a big time ah, commitment for for TV air for TV airing. Right, and it's it's good stuff. Sure. That's cool, That's cool to hear, because I, I, it's not that I was, like, put off by it, but I guess for me it's just, like, I, I feel like I've never really had a good track record with Blade Runner spinoffs. Like, I think the original Blade Runner film is great, and I think 2049 is a tremendous sequel, but I feel like other things that were, like, Blade Runner adjacent, I, uh, yeah. never, never really gelled with me. They never, or, or at least to me, they never quite felt like they nailed what I wanted from, like, a Blade Runner, like, spinoff. And that, that's not to say that against Black Lotus. Either is just that I, I think for me, it's because of that experience that I was kind of like, well, yeah, maybe maybe this season is 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 empty. I, I might check it out, but yeah, then I yeah, I mean, I heard to it. Maybe maybe I like it so much because I had such a low bar going on. Like I thought it would be average <laughs> at best and a travesty at worst. Um, I kind of thought it would be, you know, like Ghost in the Shell. How Ghost in the Shell was really good until it wasn't. <laughs> I thought I thought this would kind of be on that tier. Sure, sure. Um, but I think no, that's the thing. It, it actually like, it's, a, it's a legitimately good spinoff, um, and I think people should watch it. I think my I think brain my automatically, automatically lumped it. Speaking of Ghost of the Shell, like the recent Ghost of the Shell CG ones. Yeah, I was no, about that, to literally that's say. What I thought I'd be getting. That's exactly yeah, what I thought. Yeah, yeah. So like my brain what, like, just filtered it out because it was lumping it with. Maybe with that's that. what is that was an aspect exactly. of it too. Exactly. Is that, so, is that... so I want people to put aside those preconceptions <laughs> and, just, and just try episode one and see how they like it. Because I think that's fair. No, I think that's a solid piece of work. I think that's totally fair. I. What if like me? Then fine, you can still watch this. This this has it does have. It's um, fine. It's fine, Eero. You're gonna watch it with me, and I'm gonna be the guy fucking cutting in every ten seconds, being like, "Oh well, that's an interesting thing they've introduced here because based on the original film, blah 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 blah." No, it's it's extremely accessible. You do not have to have watched anything else of the franchise to understand what you are watching. No way. No way. 
I'll just be there and I'll point at the I'll I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll point at the Wayland Yutani pyramid and be like that's the Wayland Yutani pyramid. That's uh, <laughs> that's where Pris so, uh, was made. So it's gonna be like when you guys just watched uh, Get a Robo. Yeah, basically, and I'm fucking there, be like, all right. So you need, you need to understand that this racist American is actually based on. By the way, Artemis, since we last spoke and we, we did watch the Rolls Royce season two, and it was very good. Yes, it was excellent. Yeah. Yes. See, I'm so, the best opinion subject objectively on this podcast. That's true. Um, every every recommended every recommendation Artemis has given us has been uh, you made me watch Rakugo which is my favorite anime of the Glorio era I made you guys watch the very very first episode of Osamatsu-san back in the day if that's, you true. that's true too yeah alright yeah. and season okay. one of Osamatsu right, right. was very good <laughs> so I guess we gotta add this one to the, uh, sure. the list um, and it's only it, it started airing quite a bit later which is probably the other reason people might not have right, watched right. it um, and so far we've only just past the halfway point so okay, okay. Um, there's still a few episodes to go ah uh, your crunch, crunch roll original stop doing it on the like because it's a crunchy roll slash adult swim right just like Fena which also aired on an offbeat just well just line it up I never I never introduced you guys to Fena so no no saying is like crunch original aired like Offset from the normal season, right? Yeah. So it's it's just just line things up, please. Well, I think it has to do with when they can air it on uh, Cartoon Network or Toonami or whatever. Right, right. Black Lotus is airing on on Adult Swim or whatever or Toonami. Yeah, or Adult Swim or whatever label that goes on it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well. That's going to do it for this episode, then. Uh, we'll see everybody soon for year-end posts, which start this week. I better write mine, because I'm first. Um, <laughs> actually, I think mine might be coming out the day that this podcast comes out. Oh, man, you better you better start hustling. Or either, either the day of or the day after. It's, it's coming, coming fast. So, yeah, we will name it. And to a hundred more. Uh, yes. <laughs> nope. Here's to a hundred more. A hundred more episodes of the Glorio Chat, and and, and and the return of Legend of the Glorio Heroes Gaiden, and and Glorio Bolt Fantasy. And and and. Uh... Look, I. It, the only way we're not hitting a hundred more episodes of the Glorio Chat is if Western civilization collapses and there's no internet, and that is possible. Well, yeah, I was gonna say. So. <laughs> D2 All right. Well, um, I'll do our, our regular housekeeping. Check us out at theglorioblog.com. That's where you'll find all our year-end posts that are going to be coming up, and our hot, as well as our hotly contested top 10 anime of 2021. That's going to be interesting. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher, and you can follow us on YouTube, where you can like, comment, subscribe, ring the bell, all that good stuff. Uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies, and we'll catch everybody next time. <laughs> <laughs>